Welcome to another week of LFC Talk. Today we brought in David Fairclough and I, uh, uh, an extremely passionate red, I'll have to say, because if if you've gone through the LFC store in Liverpool One, you you might have seen his passionate body because he's like the face of passion. He he was he was on this huge photograph. I don't even know if it's still there, but it just made me smile every time because if you ever see pictures of our guest today while he's supporting the Reds, it just makes you smile because. His face while he's watching <laughs> the beloved Reds is just all about love and passion. Uh, Mario Jolninski, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks very much. Thanks to invite me. I'm very good. Very good to see you. Very good to see Mr. David as well. Mm. Very good. I'm happy to be here. Um, some someone might have seen you already because you are regularly on uh, the COP TV um, talking about the Reds as well. Uh, I just want to. Talk a little bit about your story because you used to spend literally most of your money to come and see the Reds in person. Yeah, before I moved to Liverpool, I moved 2016 permanently in Liverpool because that was my my biggest dream in the life since I was a child, you know, since I was seven, eight years old. My dream was living in Liverpool, going to every single Liverpool game, a yes. home game, of course, and you know, brief the that smell amazing of the of the I love the scouts or side though I love anything in this city it's just my city I just born in in the wrong place you know <laughs> and uh that was my dream basically so I I achieved I achieved my dream in 2016 I moved here uh, I create my own family my daughter she's uh proudly born in in, in Liverpool she's a proper scouser so <laughs> this is uh this is a massive pride for me and yeah, before I moved to Liverpool, I used to, uh, so I'm basically, I'm born in Bulgaria, 1989. I moved when I was uh, 11 years old. I moved to Italy with my parents. So I passed all my life in Italy. And um, in the, the season before um, I moved to Liverpool, I used to flew from Rome, get the plane, coming here, watch the game, uh, every home game and back to Italy the same day or the day after for like 14, 15 times for the season. And we have, we need to mention that that season, that was the the last season with Brendan Rodgers. Liverpool was, you know, like seventh place in the league, eight. So not very good, but I didn't care about the, uh, about the money or about uh, how he's going. I just care about my passion, about my love. And that was my dream. So um, flying every two weeks, it wasn't too easy, but I didn't care. So you must have spent Finally, my dream. most of your money then coming uh, to the Reds. To be honest, in those times, the flights on Ryanair wasn't too, too expensive. That's so true. now it's different point. Uh, I was lucky. Yeah, I got the ticket for maybe 40, 50 quid. So I was lucky, definitely. <laughs> you were planning ahead, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but Mario, what made you fall in love with uh, Liverpool Football Club? You know, it's it's. Uh, I start to just. I was seven years old. I used to live in Bulgaria in those times. I just watch a very casual, you know, on the telly, uh, a Liverpool game that was um, in the League Cup against Sheffield Wednesday, uh, and Michael Owen, our wonder boy in the past, he scored a hat trick. So after that, I was like, oh my God, I was so impressed of this fella. I say, oh my God, who is this last? 18 years old, hat trick. I start to follow him slowly, slowly, you know, start to follow him. 
And he used to win the Ballon d'Or 2001, stuff like that. So my passion started like this. And after slowly, slowly become bigger and bigger. And uh, one day become like a proper, like the reason of my life almost. So uh, yeah, just like this. You say the reason of your life. Why is Lippe Football Club so important to you today? So it made you come here, even create a little scouse girl <laughs> in the in the city. What is Lippe Football Club giving you in your life? It's giving me everything. It's giving me. It's even difficult to explain the emotions I feel, the feelings I've got when I go in the cup. Especially, just very fresh example from last day, the way we won in the last seconds and the emotions I felt. You know, not just me, of course. Anybody in the stadium, anybody in the ground. But you know, Liverpool always was like very big uh, parts of my life, very big, uh, very very important of my life. So uh, anything I do in my life, of course, is like with the Liverpool games when we arrange with my wife, we arrange like holidays, stuff like that. We see first the Liverpool games, the dates, look, Liverpool plays this day, this day, this day. So we can't go in Italy or wherever. We need to arrange different days. It's, you know, it's just, the, it's, you know, we say it's way of life. It's, it's my biggest passion. And um, I don't know even to explain how it starts, everything like this, because I can feel that really my passion of Liverpool is something like, it's, sometimes it's really crazy. Sometimes it's, it's uh, but, you know, I'm happy with this. And of course, my my wife, she's not a big Liverpool supporter, but she's okay with this. She doesn't, I mean, she's not complaining. She's accepting me like this. If you want to live with me, we need to accept me. <laughs> mm. How I made. So yeah, I'm very lucky, to be honest. I'm very lucky. And um, I brought my daughter as well to Anfield a couple of times. Uh, she already kissed the Liverpool badges, which is something special, you know. And we will see one day if she's she going to follow football. If yes, I would be happy otherwise. She would be free to do whatever she wants, of course. But yeah, definitely the Liverpool is, is my biggest passion, is, is the reason of my life, definitely. Can you try to describe describe, sorry, um how you felt when we scored the winner uh, against Newcastle in the 98 minutes when it looked like you know there was another draw under the belt, and that was the last thing we needed, really. <laughs> explain how our fate is is a bit difficult but I will try uh, of course we start the season not in the way that we expected of course we have some uh, problems with uh, with injuries uh, mostly of that but you know Liverpool club we know we it's always we are always determined always this is the um, this is the uh, point this is the reason why we love this team because we always believe until the last second, this is make the difference for us, for Liverpool. For that reason, we love this team too much because we never gave up. We never gave up. We always believe till the last second. And very curious moment before, just like 10 seconds before uh, Fabio Carvalho scored the winner. I just turned, uh, turned my head on my mate, uh, Alex, my mate from the Cup TV. And I, I say to him, my man, we're going to score now. Trust me, I swear. <laughs> I say these words to him after 10 seconds, Fabio Carvalho score. And, and after after that, we just didn't understand what's going on, what's happened. We just lost the mind completely. It was smart. It was smart. You know, it's it's incredible emotions, incredible feelings that uh, just Liverpool can give you something like that. Just Liverpool. David, how did you feel in that 98 minutes? Did you think we were going to do it? Um, well, as, as Mario said, we've uh, 
we, we have that great never it's not over till it's over we never never say die kind of attitude I think under Jurgen particularly uh, it's become a feature of uh, of the team that um, you know score eight goals I think there's a there's a there's a statistic out there saying that Liverpool scored more sort of goals in in sort of whatever uh, injury time than any other Premier League team I think so. Um, I have to say, I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure. I, I, I hadn't given up, to, to be honest. And you, you don't give up. You get a corner in the last in the last moments. You always think there's there's some sort of possibility. Um, you, Newcastle, you got what they deserved in the in the end. The the, the tactics was was all wrong, um, and um, you know the, the fact that there was so much. Injury time was just down to their their their, uh, their tactic, to, and, it, and it backfired on them. It, and really, if they'd have been a little bit cuter, they, they they might have gone away with with, with something out of the game. But um, it was very dramatic, and and probably there's, there's nothing better than winning games in that type of uh, in that in that way. You know, uh, last kick of the game, brilliant. And also so brilliant, you know, when when a youngster like that to just turn twenty the day before get 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 a birthday present like that, it just it just sort of makes it even sweeter. And and karma to Newcastle for trying to drag out time, by the way. Um, but don't you think Elliot and Carvalho was the two who who came and and sort of changed the game? Was the game changer, David? Well, I think I think you have to give Elliot uh, a lot of credit. Um, He's begun to um, impact more on the games. Okay, uh, you know he, he works in that little area uh, in a, in that right side. Um, but he's proven to be very very effective at it. Uh, he has an eye for a pass. He, he'll 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 uh, he'll do something different. He doesn't play safe. Um, he's quite willing to to take a risk or two. Can be on occasions a little bit risky. You know, there was one instance I think the other night in the first half where he um, we tried something didn't come off. Liverpool were very very stretched. Uh, so that that's something that I'm sure he'll he'll ultimately uh, work out when to when to go for something more uh, you know risky, particularly on team against teams who are going to rely on playing on counter attack. But um, all credit to him because he, he he's he, he was making a little bit of an, an impression before he got injured last year at Leeds, and and to come back after such a bad injury um, was a real test for him. But uh, he he's really uh, yeah he, he's making this he's making the shares his own at, at, at the moment. You know he must be probably one of the first names on the on the team sheet for for Jurgen at the at the moment. And and you say about Cavallo, Cavallo is. Is making a great Im- impact. Um, you know, two goals uh, already as substitute. I heard a couple of times already uh, the other night after the game. You know, he's he's uh, he's uh, he's looking at my little record that uh, that uh, still exists. Um, well, it's great to be able to uh, call on somebody like like Cavallo, who, who you know, as apart from anything else, great ability, but an ability to score goals. You know. Uh, He's uh, he's gonna he's gonna be a star, I think. They just both seem so fearless. But tell us about your little record first. <laughs> well, I've got the most goals as as a substitute for Liverpool. So, as one or two have uh, have got a little bit close down the years. People like Sturridge and uh, Babel, uh, Rigi in, in recent times. You know, 
uh, it's something I thought, you know, oh God, they're getting a little bit close. You know, my 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 place in Liverpool's great history is a is a little bit a threat, but um, you know, thankfully nobody's quite got the numbers I I I sort of was able to achieve in my early days. So uh, yeah, something I'm I'm keen to hang on to. Well, if we were playing Everton every time, I think Origi would have beaten your record, David. <laughs> because if there's yeah, one player they won't miss, <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's well, they will be so happy that Origi has been sold, Everton. For for for, yeah. for he's for, probably he's probably thinking, yeah, with that no that chant, can we play you every week? I think uh, Origi would like to play Everton every week. Uh, it's extraordinary, actually, what he achieved always always in that Everton Liverpool fixture. Yeah, I think it's only Stephen Gerrard and, and, and Robbie Fowler who's, who's scored as many against the Blues as, as Origi. Yeah. Um, before we move over to, to the Everton game, um, I'd love to talk a little bit about the transfer window. Origi is obviously one that we let go. But before we do that, I have to also mention one more guy from uh, the last couple of matches. And talking about injuries, one man who's really been blossoming, I think, after all the injuries uh, amongst the forwards is Robert Firmino. Uh, Mario, what's happening to Roberto? He seems like he's uh, Bobby's back on fire. Um, I had a massive criticism about Bobby Firmino the last two seasons. Uh, I have to mention that I love him. I love him. He's a massive player. He, he, he did a lot of uh, important goals, assists. Uh, uh, we know Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah for their goals, but the massive credit and anything they do, and they, the, the goals they score is anything thanks to Bobby, of his moves, of his intelligence. He's a massive player, of course. Uh, of the lockdown season, um, he just lost his mind. I mean, he, that was a... We all know what, what we can do on the pitch. Um, the lockdown season, we didn't see the real Firmino last season as well. He tried, he scored important goals against Inter, he scored a hat-trick against Watford. But that wasn't the real Firmino that we know. So I'm very happy to see something different, finally. Um, something that, um, you know, just Firmino is that kind of player can just help the team with, uh, not just with the goals, He's, of course, number nine. But for me, he was probably the best false nine ever in the football history from the season 17, 18 and the, the, the three seasons uh, later. So, of course, I'm very happy to see Firmino finally uh, back to score. And um, his performance against Bournemouth was massive, massive performance with three assists, two goals. And uh, it's something that makes me very happy. Last day against Newcastle, yeah, of course, he scored the equaliser. But he didn't play the great game. He didn't play that, uh, what we expect to do. But, I mean, I always believe in Firmino. I, I want to see the, the, that Firmino from three, four seasons ago. I don't know if it's still possible to see that. I really believe, but we will see. So, for tomorrow, he scored, he scored that uh, important equalizer. So, tomorrow, uh, I think he's not going to play. I don't know, but he's not going to play. We give chance to, to Darwin tomorrow and we will see what's going to happen. David, do you think Firmino can come back to his old heights? Uh, it's difficult. I think, as uh, Mario said, uh, you know, three years ago, perhaps he was, uh, uh, he, well, it's hard to think of Liverpool without Firmino uh, in, in, at that time. But uh, he has lost a little bit of his way. And I think some of his play, um, at times, he's a little bit lethargic, takes a little bit too 
things a little bit too easy. But uh, at this at this moment, in in the goal scoring form that he's he's enjoying, then um, he, he's worth his 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 place. Um, he's been involved in in good you know good pieces of action, particularly in the in, in the Bournemouth, Bournemouth game, and then he came into his own a little bit more as the game. Uh, you know, went into the later stages of the Newcastle game, but um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to, to, to for somebody to to maybe to claw back the old uh, sort of the old form. But um, he knows he's got a challenge now, so maybe that that's something that will you know sort of uh, force him to uh, up his up his game a little bit. The fact that he's he's adding goals to to his play. Is, is vital for as far as he's concerned, and and as we uh, you know we're happy to be feeling the, the benefit of that. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think he'll start tomorrow against Everton. I'll, I'll be surprised if if Nunes comes straight back in. Um, you know, he, he'll get a run at some point, uh, Nunes. I think, but I, I'd be I'd be surprised. I think I think Jurgen might just sort of just stick with the, the the front three as you know as we as we have done for the last few games. Um, and just see if he can keep that going. Um, it's great when he's coming scoring goals. Love hearing the uh, the Bobby Firmino song. Uh, so uh, more goals, more singing. Uh, and I'm sure he he can't uh, he can't hear that enough. You know the uh, the, the, the the you know the, the pleasure that that uh, the fans feel. Before we move on to the uh, Everton game, I'd love to talk a little bit about the transfer window because it's just been closed. Um, are you guys happy with it? If you look, if you look at the other clubs and see what they've been shopping or not, I mean, Leicester got two players in the whole window. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, that's a bit bare. But um, Chelsea looks like they've been uh, spending and got a, a lot of players in. Um, who do you guys think did? best in the transfer window and where do you think Liverpool are in, in terms of strengthening the squad this window? I suppose I suppose from our point of view, Jürgen is clearly happy at what he what he did early on, bringing Nunes in, uh, Ramsey, who we've not seen yet, Cavallo was a good signing. So um, we, we know from previous years, you know how Jürgen generally works, you know how the club... Uh, what their attitude is to to spending masses amounts of money. Uh, I think we're, we're we're sensibly owned and uh, and and as a business, I think it's it, it's it's a great business model. Uh, it would be nice at times to think, well, you could just go out and splash the cash, but there's no point in signing players that um, maybe you don't need or you know are not you know you're not sure whether or not they'll actually be. Uh, fit, you know, sort of fit the group as time goes on. Anybody who comes into Liverpool has to be very much uh, in the mindset that, that Jurgen is looking for, and, and Jurgen has to be very, very happy with 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 those selections. It's not a case of buying people just for the sake of it. So uh, I think uh, what Liverpool have done is all, you know, is fine. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, we're, we all can't wait for for Nunes to really sort of get going and uh, and get a run of games be, behind him. But uh, you know, some clubs have had to act a little bit uh, stronger than others because they're they're much weaker. Um, you know, we we are we are you know basically we we are a strong squad. We're an aging squad, but I think you you can see that Liverpool are 
uh, or do have one eye on the on the on the future with the way that they've looked at Cavalio, Ramsey, um, Elliot, for example. You know, we continue to be linked with Bellingham. That one, you know, that's not going to happen till next year, if at all. So um, Liverpool have a way, and I, I think we've got we've got to be comfortable with that. I think Jurgen put his cards on the table. Um, he did want a midfield player. Thankfully, Liverpool have, have found one. I think uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Arthur actually, uh, you know, ultimately uh, beds in. Can't wait to see him. Do you think that's because of uh, Henderson's injury that they got him? I, I, think, I think that might have, uh, you know, I think there might have been a more uh, concentrated effort on, on the back of Jordan um, pulling up the other night that... Uh, you know, Jürgen accepted, like a lot of people, we thought maybe uh, the, the, the midfield was a little bit weak and, and vulnerable to, to to losing a few players with, with injuries, which which has happened. So um, it, it, it's good that, um, as I say, the, the club haven't sort of just gone and got just any old body. They, they've clearly bought somebody who they really feel fits, you know, what we... Uh, you know what we need, and and then the type of player that uh, you know that, that, that needs to you know join the ranks. So uh, yeah, I mean another Brazilian. I mean, not to say all Brazilian footballers are, are great, but I think uh, I think uh, I think he has a good reputation, Melo. Uh, you know, however we're going to know him as Arthur or Melo. Um, it's uh, I, I think it's a, I think it's an exciting uh, I think it's an exciting transfer. What about you, Mario? Are you happy with Liverpool's window? Yes. Um, of course, um, when I saw last season, Darwin Nunes again was um, with Benfica in the quarters when he scored um, one goal in um, the first game and he scored three goals in the, in the second game. He impressed me. It's very rare that some player of the opposite team can impress me in that way. So I was very... Um, Surprised when he signed him, we spent 85 billion on him, and I was very happy. I'm still very happy with him. He's a for me, he's a massive, massive, unbelievable player. He's still young, 22 years old, 23 years old. He can be a, really um, a proper gem in the future. So I strongly believe in that. In the point of view that as a you know, as a supporter, of course, I wanted to see someone else in the um, um, as a as a substitute in the midfielder. We had a lot of injuries at uh, the start of the season. Uh, and of course, we know that Keisa, um, even Thiago Alcantara, when, when Thiago plays, he's probably the best midfielder in the world in terms of quality, in terms of uh, passes, everything. He's a complete player. But his problem is he's got a lot of injuries every season. So we can't just say, look, we, we count on uh, Thiago Alcantara for 50 games because that's that's not possible. We know him. He gets injured very easily. So Keita is the same problem. Henderson as well, he gets injured every season. Um, Ox, uh, Curtis Jones, they are. I love all of them, but they get injured very, very easy. So I expect that we can buy someone. I, of course, I'm happy of Arthur Mello. Uh, I don't know him. I, I mean... I spoke with my mates in Italy, Juventus supporters. I called him yesterday straight away and I asked information about this guy. What do you think, guys? Is really good for Liverpool? Is really good for the English football, stuff like that? They told me he never played the last two seasons. He had uh, too many injuries, stuff like that. So I'm a bit scared uh, of this situation. But yeah, let's say that uh, uh, 
we will see what's going on with this play. Of course, we need it. We need a player like this. We need it in the last second. We get it. So let's stay positive and uh, and take to try to take the maximum of what we've got at the moment. David, which club do you think uh, did the best window? Well, I think the, the proof will be in the eating, so to speak. I think um, over the next weeks and months, um, we'll we'll see, um, you know, who who have um, or players have actually been impacting on on the on their new on their new clubs. You look at City, I have to say, they look so strong. And the fact that they've, they've actually gone out and even bought a couple as well through uh, through this window in the last few days. So, Oh, and a certain Norwegian who is yes, completely uh, well, on fire. I mean, he, he, he's, he's awesome. Uh, I mean, you have to you have to really appreciate uh, what he's what he's offering to, to, to Manchester City. Uh I couldn't believe his, his performance the other, the other night. Looked absolutely magnificent, um, and that, that's you know I think uh, a sign of uh, you know the level that we're going to have to get to 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 compete with City again this season. It's it's either going to be us or nobody. I think uh, who are going to rival City. I can't really see Arsenal really uh, sort of keeping pace the whole way. They've they've had a good. Uh, good start. They've sort of they've brought a couple of interesting uh, players as well. But whether or not they're they, they're quite right yet in, in as a as a, a title contender, I think uh, is there's a, there's a question mark on that one. So I don't know really. I mean, uh, Chelsea spent a lot of money. Um, maybe you know all the all the likes of Fulham and and uh, they've all kind of. Uh, brought some some people in. I mean, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's scary the, the the money that clubs have gone out and bought, have spent at this time. Uh, you know, this time around, um, you know, a lot of desperation. I think in over the last couple of days, it'll be interesting to see how it all beds down. Talking about desperation, uh, tomorrow, uh, early kickoff, which Jurgen Klopp hates, although this time he's not travelling very far, only across the park. We are meeting a club who sits 17th in the league right now. They haven't won one single game yet. They haven't won at home, obviously, then. Um, they've only got um, three points so far. Um, so they haven't had the best of starts. Um the things that is always so interesting with Everton away or playing at Goodison is how often we draw there. It's just unbelievable. I think we've drawn eight out of the last ten league meetings away at Goodison, even when uh, even when Liverpool has been absolutely on fire. We've we've managed to to pull out a few draws. It's just something about about Everton and and Goodison and draws. Um, and I saw some stats, which was incredible too. You know, we just don't know which way it's going to pan in history. If you look at all the league games we played at Goodison in history, we've won thirty five. We've lost 35, or was it 34? Hang on, I've got to cheat now and see. Yeah, 34. We've we've won 34 games, we've lost 34 games, and we've drawn 35. Mm. It's just a weird, weird thing about Goodison. Um, so you just you just don't know. And the last thing we need right now is a draw. We can't we can't have a draw, can we? So how will this game pan out tomorrow? Because we saw that another funny picture is obviously 
Trafford, Old Trafford away. Uh, it, you just can't sort of depend on form there. And it's the same with, with Goodison. Goalless or draws? Again and again. How are we doing tomorrow? Well, I think I think we we, we need to, to start much better than we did at uh, Old Trafford. I think the players have to appreciate that uh, it, it is the derby. This is the big one. Uh, the, af- the atmosphere will be tremendous. Um, always loved the derby games, I have to say. They're, they're the biggest games of the season for me. Um, and hopefully our, our form has, has taken a little bit of a, 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 a lift now. Um, Certainly, the the the, uh, the Bournemouth result was was incredible. It was great to build on that with the dramatic win against Newcastle. And, uh, so I'm tempted to think that we are very much on the up now, and uh, and this might be our kind of launch pad to, to to put a run together. So I'm going in tomorrow in tomorrow's game uh, quite confident. I think I know they've brought a couple of new players in this this week. Be interesting to see who gets the. Um, you know, kind of the vote of uh, of confidence in terms of being ready. Uh, it's it's a difficult game to go into as your first game. So um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. Everton are struggling, uh, and, and you know the, the the way their results have gone, they've uh, they haven't looked strong enough to actually hold on to leads when they they've had it. And yet, on on the other occasion, they've shown a little bit of. Um, uh, character in 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 terms of uh, you know fighting fighting back a little bit. So uh, we we pretty much know the type of attitude that will exist there tomorrow at Goodison. Um, but I'm going into it in a with with a, with a confident mood. Mario, are you confident? Absolutely, I'm absolutely confident. Of course, we all we all know that the derby games are probably the toughest game of the season uh, because. You say uh, we, we drew too many times there and uh, um, Everton doesn't matter which position in the league they are. They always give like 200% when they play of Liverpool because this is the only one satisfaction they get every season, plays against Liverpool. Um, they try to, of course, to stop us. But, you know, uh, I want to I want to see a, a proper football because the last derby game, I have to mention that uh, uh, from Everton point of view, I mean, it wasn't the the proper, you know, the clean football that we we love the Premier League because we know that the Premier League is a clean football. When we see a situation like uh, simulation, diving, cheating, same like um, Newcastle, they did the uh, last game against us. It's something that, you know, if... It's just boring. It's just bad. This is the bad part of the Premier League. Um, this is the from the uh, when you when you face Liverpool. This is probably the only way to stop Liverpool doing this stuff, which is for the Premier League are horrible. You know, all the people, people from everywhere in the world, they watch the Premier League because the Premier League is the best league in the world. So, uh, watching this stuff is just it's just bad. It's just bad. Uh, publicity, bad spot for the Premier League. Uh, I'm pretty confident, absolutely. I'm pretty confident for tomorrow. Uh, we need to be determined. We need to go and play with passion from the first minute because it's going to be tough, absolutely. Uh, how Mr. David said, the atmosphere is going to be buzzing for them. Uh, it's going to be very tough, of course. We don't need to overreact. We need just to play our football. We know how to play, of course. Um, 
And it's it's difficult. It's gonna be difficult, definitely. Uh, but we're gonna win. We go. We definitely gonna win. Everton, you know, it's uh, they lost probably their best player, which is Richarlison. Uh, so um, I don't see nothing special for them. I mean, they can stop us with cheating, but this is the only way to stop Liverpool with something like a proper football. I can see. I see too much like difference between the two teams. So we can definitely do better and. Uh, uh, of course, we we're gonna win tomorrow. Not easy, but we're gonna win. I'm so much looking forward to actually being at Goodison tomorrow because uh, it's, you're looking for tickets, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I've got them already. Thank goodness. Okay. Uh, so that will be fantastic. I can't okay. wait for the electric atmosphere, warming up a tea, and then just 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 uh, being quietly, not maybe so quietly across the park. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure uh, talking football with you today. I know you, Mario, are about to head to work, and for anyone who hasn't yet run into uh, Mario when they are in Liverpool, you have to come and see him at Amalia. It's one of the coziest Italian restaurants in the, in the Liverpool city centre with like proper Italian food. And, and they haven't paid me to say this, by the way. This comes from <laughs> a very friendly place. And I just want to end this podcast by uh, asking you, Mario, can you try to um, describe uh, what it's like to be a part of the COP? I call the cop my my second home. I feeling at home. It's um, that sensation I feel all the time I go there. It's always like I'm going for the first time. This is the difference because I feel like a kid, you know, in that hour and a half, in that 90 minutes during the game. I just, you know, I switch off my mind and I don't think about nothing. The cop is something that, you know, Mr. David, he knows better than me. Of course, what I'm talking about is something special. Is of course, anybody knows that the cop is the most famous football stand, the most passionate with the the biggest supporters because we are the biggest supporters in the world. This is without any doubt. And uh, being in the cop, just the you know, just the the fact that uh, is the only one stand that you can stand up. You know, you can you don't need to sit to watch in the game. Is something that makes the difference because. If you go somewhere else, you know, in the main stand, you can just sit down every five minutes. You can be passionate. I can be myself in the call um, from somewhere else, you know. And every five minutes, I try, of course, to go in main stand. Every five minutes, the student, sit down, sit down, don't do like that, you know, something. I know, of course, I have to respect the rules in the stadiums, but I'm too much passionate. And uh, my place, my place, when I watch Liverpool, I want to give 100% of myself, always. Every game doesn't matter the result doesn't matter nothing. So the cop is my place. It's my home. It's it's my dream. It's it's always been my dream going there. And finally, I can say that it's in my heart. I achieve it, and uh, I love everything in the cop. So you make me feel cry a little bit. Oh, <laughs> that is gorgeous, it's Mario. Oh, thank you so much, Mario Joninski and uh, David Fairclough. And my name is Ragnar Nansnes. You've been listening to LFC Talk and there are plenty of episodes uh, out there you can uh, re-listen to, especially the, the special with uh, Ian Callaghan. You have to hear it if you haven't heard it already. But there's plenty to hear there. And also the one with George Sefton. He's 50 years with the club. You've got to go in and listen to it if you haven't done it already. Uh, all I have to say then is up the reds, come on and make this city read once again as it always should be take care bye bye take care thank you thanks very much thank you guys Hello, Mario.